How are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to stay undefeated at home this weekend against the Buffalo Bills? Some injury updates, and David and I give our predictions for the game. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks to friends like On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or Search Super Bowl on location. I am James Yarko, joined by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. That's a very clean website too, James. I'll tell you right now, if I wasn't planning on working Super Bowl weekend, <laughs> eh, eh, <laughs> I would uh, I would be very interested in some of those packages, like legit not even uh, saying that because they tell us to or they pay us to, but it's, it's a legit site. So if you're at all interested, definitely check that out. Some pretty cool stuff going on there. Uh, of course, again, we thank you guys for making the Lockdown Bucks podcast first listener review every day. And like James said, we're going to get into our keys to the game, and we're going to start off this episode with our keys to victory, specifically, James, my key to victory. And if you watch the crossover episode, you're going to kind of know probably where I'm going to go with this. And bottom line, up front, bluff, the Buccaneers have to play disciplined pass defense. And I'm talking – cornerbacks and I'm talking safeties. I'm not necessarily talking about the pass rush and all that, although getting a pass rush against this Buffalo Bills offense would obviously be be incredibly helpful and very nice to try to get Josh Allen off of his spot, maybe rattle him a little bit. But I'm talking about on the deep ball specifically. Uh, again, Joe Marino from the Lots on Bills podcast, and I talked about this on the crossover. I fully expect to see an air show in Raymond James Stadium on Sunday afternoon. I think on the crossover I said if the, if the Buffalo Bills ran – more than six times scripted, right? I'm not talking about Josh Allen, you know, uh, freelancing and getting out of the pocket and all that stuff. I'm talking played or called plays for the Buffalo Bills to run. If they do that more than six times, I will be surprised. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills, as much as they've, as they've been struggling here and there, especially more recently, uh, they're not a bad passing team. Listen, they're 12th in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. So they're in the top half of the league in there, but they're 21st in the NFL in interception rate, which means the Buccaneers defense is going to have some opportunities to intercept the ball. You know what really sucks on an interception, James? What's that? A penalty. A defensive yeah. penalty against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when, I don't know, maybe Antoine Winfield Jr. is intercepting a pass in the end zone and celebrating and uh, throwing up some Ws to a camera, and then there's a penalty on the other side of the play that takes the ball away from them. Those are the kinds of things the Buccaneers have to avoid today or this weekend because Stephon Diggs is going to challenge them deep. Emmanuel Sanders is going to challenge them deep. Cole Beasley is going to try to eat up all the underneath and the intermediate, intermediate stuff. Tight end Dawson Knox is going to try to get involved. And then Josh Allen, when they're in man coverage running away from him, is going to try to take advantage by running the ball from time to time as well. If they give away free yards in this game, James, it's going to make their job of stopping the Buffalo Bills offensive attack a lot more difficult than what it needs to be. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and you pointed out earlier this week on, on our takeaway episode, Takeaway Tuesday, kind of how the, the Buccaneers' pass defense has been trending up while the rush defense is trending down well that doesn't match the strength of the buffalo bills right they have zach moss they have devin singletary but their main rushing threat is going to be josh allen and i, I think you're 100 right in the fact that 
they're probably not going to call a lot of designed runs. Josh Allen is going to be able to make plays with his legs. He's going to be able to escape pressure. Uh, he probably is going to infuriate Buccaneers fans by moving the sticks on third and long by utilizing his legs. But yeah, they have to stay disciplined. They have to stay uh, with their guy, with their assignment, and try to minimize the big play potential of guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Stefan Diggs. And, and as you mentioned, Dawson Knox, he's kind of been a rising star this year, especially for those that play fantasy football in, in the tight end landscape is a basically a vast wasteland of garbage outside of three people. Um, yeah. You know, Dawson Knox is rise has has certainly helped the bills passing game has given them another threat especially in those short to intermediate throws he can help move the stakes he can help keep drives alive so yeah the the key for the bills certainly is to pass the ball the key for the bucks is to not shoot themselves in the foot trying to stop them yeah, yeah i mean i think you're gonna give them some plays like honestly i wouldn't be surprised if the buffalo bills get at least three explosive plays passes of 20 yards or more in this game it's just kind of the nature for one the nfl is designed to allow passing offenses to have the upper hand. You want the NFL wants excitement. They want highlight plays. They don't want New England at Buffalo with the winds going however many miles per hour so nobody can do anything but run the ball. That's not what the NFL wants. What the NFL wants is high flying plays, diving catches, and, and all these. And honestly, as much as we hate arguing over what is and isn't a catch, it it lights Twitter ablaze and the NFL loves every second of it. Um and, and I say I, I highlight the secondary specifically just because the Buffalo Bills, again, one of the things they're good at, they're fourth best in the National Football League keeping their, their quarterback from being sacked. Now, again, part of that is Josh Allen's ability to escape the pocket, right? Part of that is what the Buffalo Bills are doing organically. But either way, whether Josh Allen is running away from Jason Pierre-Paul or Devin White or whoever, or the offensive line is just doing a good job of protecting him, if you can't get Josh Allen on the ground, the ball is going to get into the air. And again, if you're Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, if he can play, whoever's out there on the field, Sean Murphy bunting, you just have to make the Buffalo Bills earn the yardage that they get. You can't give them cheap cheap penalties, especially in the end zone, uh, stuff like that. You have to play a disciplined brand of football. Now, don't get me wrong. If you get burned, right, if Stephon Diggs is behind you and there's nobody else to help you, so you grab him and you pull him down, okay, I'll, t- I'll take that penalty. You know what I mean? Give him the ball in right. the 30, whatever it is. Don't let him get into the end zone. I'm fine with that. But overall, the Buccaneers need to play disciplined defense, especially in the secondary this weekend, to defeat the Buffalo Bills. And by defeating the Buffalo Bills, James, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers potentially clinched the NFC South this weekend. You and Evan went over some of those scenarios on our Tuesday episode, or our Wednesday rather, uh, episode WTSP Wednesday. So again, if you're not if you're not up to date on how the Buccaneers can clinch a playoff spot or the NFC South this weekend, then check that out. They drop all that information, and they'll do so on their way to Super Bowl Fifty Six, happening at SoFi Stadium in Southern California, less than one hundred days from today and on location the official hospitality partner of the nfl is the only place to score a once in a lifetime super bowl ticket and experience package select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with nfl legends five-star la hotels and food by the great wolfgang puck visit on location exp.com sb56 for more information or simply search super bowl on location again that's on location exp.com sb56 or search Super Bowl on location. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, and that, of course, is Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, with all the flavors to choose from. 
raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. You cannot go wrong. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in the endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. I am close personal friends with one Mr. Kringle, uh, and I've already told him the stockings Christmas morning need to be overflowing with Built Bars to make everybody in my house a happy, happy person. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Segment two here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. We thank you again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast. Your first listen or your first view every single day. Keys to the game this weekend, week 14, Buffalo Bills visiting your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. James, a preseason Super Bowl matchup favorite. I picked the Bills and Buccaneers as my Super Bowl matchup in the preseason. Uh, the Buffalo Bills come into this thing not feeling all that great, but they're still a talented team. And just like every other Sunday, every other week, you can't count anybody out in the National Football League. The best parody of all professional sports leagues. But uh, we heard from my, we heard about my key to the game again, playing disciplined defense, especially in the back end in the secondary. What's your key to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting their 10th win of the 2021 NFL season? Lenny, Lenny, and more Lenny. I don't care. Is if that it's Mr. Oil. Fournette? It is. I don't <laughs> care if it's Lucas Oil Lenny. I don't care if it's Lombardi Lenny, at Lenny, Buffalo Lenny, whatever Lenny you want to call him. That is the key to the Buccaneers' victory. Look, the Buffalo Bills, over the course of the last five weeks, are allowing 135.8 rushing yards per game. Joe Marino on the crossover episode pointed out that they've been gashed by some big runs, which has kind of skewed the average, which is absolutely 100% true. But at the same time, the Buffalo Bills' rush defense has looked vulnerable over the course of the last month. Now, Leonard Fournette, over the course of the last four weeks, has uh, he has nine targets, six targets, eight targets, and eight targets over the last four games. With those targets, he has eight receptions, six receptions, seven receptions, and seven receptions. So he has, out of all of his targets, he has only not caught the ball three times in the last month. His all-purpose yards for the last month, 92, 74, 131, and 92. Over the last two weeks, he's got five touchdowns. Look, the Buffalo Bills are very, very good at pass defense. They are going to do a good job of minimizing what Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can do. We've seen Brady and Gronk torch the Bills for years and years and years, but let's be honest, that iteration of the Buffalo Bills was pretty much a dumpster fire, and it's only been the last couple of years that they've really started to benefit on an uptick with the you know emergence of Josh Allen, who's an absolutely phenomenal quarterback. But the key to victory is going to be consistently run the ball. And when you're not running the ball, you're dumping the ball off to Leonard Fournette because the secondary, the linebackers, they're going to be dropping back to cover the receivers, to cover Gronk, to cover Cameron Brait, and it's going to leave paths open for Leonard Fournette. Expose that. Control the game, control the clock, and let Leonard Fournette do what he's done the last month and just simply be an absolute workhorse for this offense find his way into the end zone and help the Buccaneers stay undefeated at home. 
Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I love Buffaloni. First of all, I just, I just want to throw that out there. I love Buffaloni. That's, that's absolutely amazing. Listen, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and I agree with Joe, right? Explosive plays, explosive runs, especially they kind of skew uh, the averages a little bit. And, and uh, just for everybody who just for clarity in the NFL, an explosive run is a run of 10 yards or more while explosive passes 20 yards or more. So they're not all, all necessarily equal. Uh, but listen, the Buffalo Bills are averaging a little or close to two and a half explosive runs allowed per game. So and, and granted, they may have given up three in one game and one in another or something like that. But the bottom line is, even if the explosive runs are skewing the numbers and the averages a little bit, the Buffalo Bills are giving up about three explosive runs every game. That's 30 yards on three carries. And a lot of them are coming. Actually, when you watch the game, they're coming when the offense is running towards the left hash to so the left side of the offensive line, the right side of the Buffalo Bills defensive line. So look for the Buccaneers if they've seen that tendency on film to attack the right side of the Buffalo Bills defense. So they're going to be talking about them running behind Ali Marpet. Uh, you're talking about them running behind Donovan Smith potentially. And again, as they get to that side of the field, um, James, I'll throw it down for you. 29% uh, inside the red zone and 29% inside their own red zone. So when they're backed up against the wall uh, and when they're inside the opponent's 20 yard line, uh, that's a total of almost 60% of their explosives are coming from that angle. So what does that tell you? What it tells you is that they're sp- they're either spreading out when they're on the opponent opponent side of the 20, they're spreading out to defending against the pass, and runner running backs are finding gaps. And by the way, these are just running back numbers. So that's not even total run numbers with quarterbacks and everything else because you know Tom Brady ain't getting a 10-yard run uh, anytime I soon. I you. <laughs> he has one this year. He, he does is- have one, yeah. As I said that, I'm like, oh, he's got Dual one. Dual-threat so. quarterback. Uh, I wonder what the prop bet numbers are on Tom Brady uh, getting an explosive run against the Buffalo Bills defense. But look, the left side of the offensive formation, right side of the Buffalo Bills defense formation, that's where you want to attack to find your explosive run. And I don't know. I feel like it, it's one of those things where if Leonard Fournette can can hit that average, can hit two to three uh, explosive runs in this game, then it's going to force that Buffalo Bills defense, like you said, that is very good in the passing game to kind of condense in, bring in guys like, uh, like Micah Hyde, uh, and Jordan Poyer to support the run defense, and that's going to give opportunities to maybe Scotty Miller if he's out there a little bit more than he was last week. Mike Evans uh, still still a, still a nice deep long target uh, down the field, and of course, you know Chris Godwin can turn anything into a big game. Yeah, and I will say the one caveat, something that we all need to keep an eye on moving forward into Sunday, is Ryan Jensen. Jensen did not practice again on Thursday. He's dealing with an ankle injury, so that could affect their ability to run the ball a little bit. It really depends on what they're able to do. If Jensen can't go, is it going to be the rookie, Robert Hainsey, that steps in at center? Uh, You know, I've seen – when I was – at training camp back in August, I saw Tom Brady doing side work strictly with Hainsey. Even though Hainsey wasn't in pads, he wasn't participating, Tom Brady's still working with him on getting comfortable with the snaps and and things of that nature. And then Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, he also tweeted out something that is possible if they don't have confidence in Hainsey being able to step in and start is Nick Leverett stepped in for Aaron Stinney, who was filling in for Ali Marpet against Indianapolis, played really well. You could see a situation where you move Ali Marpet over to center, a position that he has played before, have Nick Leverett starting there at, at guard in Marpet's place. So something to keep an eye on. I'm I'm optimistic that Ryan Jensen is going to play, but if he doesn't, there's going to be some shifting and some replacing going on, which could affect their ability to run the ball. Yeah, man, how times have changed. I mean, I remember not, not that long ago, uh, nobody was happy with the Buccaneers starting offensive lineman. Now we're right. talking about a, a backup helping the team win a Super Bowl down a critical stretch. So we're talking about a third string offensive lineman helping this team go out there and win an NFL game during December, the most critical month 
of the NFL season and then talking about more injuries, uh, according to mostly Greg Allman, but according to social media, Twitter traffic from practice on Thursday, uh, J- Jamel Dean and Jalen Darden, I almost said J- Jalen Dean, Jamel Dean and Jalen Darden, both at practice on Thursday, but also wearing non-contact injuries, both of them working their way through concussion protocol. Again, Bruce Arians sounded very confident earlier in the week uh, that Jamel Dean was going to be fine, but their concussions, you never know how those things are going to turn. So we have to keep an eye on that. And then Will Golston, uh, again, uh, going back to the crossover, one of the most underrated, just like we kind of made a push for Vita Vea and Todd Bowles earlier in the season, James, we may need to start making the same push for Will Golston, who's in a contract here. So he actually, he, he may appreciate uh, getting that little bit of love here on the outside at practice. Full status, of course, is still unknown. Might have been limited. And of course, if you miss a snap, a rep of practice, you're considering limited. But Will Golston, at least at practice, which is a good sign. Yeah, I'm really hoping that Jamel Dean can go this week. If Jalen Darden can't, I don't, you know, obviously I don't think it's nearly as big of a deal if Jamel Dean can't go. And I would like to see those start that starting trio of corners on the field together again. Yes. Of course, Carlton Davis. He's he's back, but he's not back. You know what I mean? You know, we saw Sean Murphy bunting struggle a little bit his first couple games back. Uh, so Carlton Davis is going to continue to get back into the rhythm, back into the motions, and and get more comfortable now that he's returned from injury. And that trio is only going to continue to get stronger the more they play together down the stretch, finishing out the regular season and into the postseason run. And then, real quick, speaking of of injuries and issues. Within the secondary earlier this week, David, you and I talked about the report that Richard Sherman is going to be cross-training at safety, something that we thought he could really help out with a lot. Got some clarification on that today from Todd Bowles when he spoke to the media where he said that the cross-training of Richard Sherman at safety uh, is more for emergency situations rather than us likely seeing Richard Sherman start or play significant snaps at safety. Uh, They said it it would be a lot to ask even somebody as smart as Richard Sherman to switch positions in the middle of a season. So it's nice to get that cross training. We saw it with Ross Cockrell as well, that if there is an emergency, especially when they're down Mike Edwards due to suspension, Jordan Whitehead due to the calf injury, if something else were to happen, one of their safeties, you could have Richard Sherman slide in and take over, but the, it's not something that we should look for him to be starting opposite of Antoine Winfield jr. Anytime soon. Obviously, yeah. of course the, uh, the, Final injury report will be coming on Friday afternoon, so we'll definitely have an idea as to who's in, who's out, who is going to be the game-time decisions on Friday. Well, I hate to tell Coach Bowles but I already moved Richard Sherman to free safety uh, on Madden, and uh, it works Beckett. It works just fine. Beckett There's did no the same thing. He's yeah. a big fan. There's no problem. So, I mean, if it's in the game, it's in the game. So, Coach, put it in the game. Predictions coming up. We got one more voicemail for the week from a member of Bucks Nation, and we're doing that all thanks to our friends over at Stance and Apparel Company, providing super soft, entirely unique clothing items that are also fun to wear. They just launched a new line of active apparel, perfect for holiday gifting time. I own some of their socks myself, and I'll tell you, I love the unique and licensed designs and the feel of the, so- of the socks themselves. Our next level, founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I was actually wearing a pair, James, when I met first met Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints and our boss here at this great podcast network in person down at the 2021 Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. 
Uh, he and I both have a, pa- a passion for unique socks. Actually, I saw his socks, so I had to show mine off, and it just so happened I was wearing a pair of Stance socks. They definitely left an impact on our boss. I may or may not have gotten a little bit of a secret bonus. I didn't. Um, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off of your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Wrapping things up here on a preview Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Jericho, David Harrison on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at DHarrison82. And let's kick off this segment, David. Before we get to our predictions, we got to hear from our guy, Manny from Atmore. What up, boys? This is Manny from Atmore. Fire the cannons, baby. We're 193. Looking good. Wondering how the uh, run defense is going to take take place as uh, they was talking about um just uh in regards to howard man i thought you know that was uh my humble opinion if we haven't find a way to invest on having gronk teaching howard something um so that he can become maybe the next tight end because i don't know how far gronkowski is going to take because he got hurt and you know he was pretty hurt this year i mean that you know the guy's He's a veteran. We might have been investing in Howard the whole time and um, just kind of nursing him or whatnot because it's hard to believe for me that we didn't invest in, in that in that mindset, you know, and trying to actually bring him out and make him play better and learn from Gronkowski that he's there and watching film and playing with him, practice and all that stuff for maybe next year, you know, being something, you know, or maybe for this playoffs. You don't know. Season's still not over saying maybe maybe it is over maybe it's not who knows this is the nfl we're nine and three baby fire the cannons thank you boys god bless good stuff there manny i appreciate you calling in uh as always man always look forward to your voicemails and and yeah man i mean that that was it was kind of my point with oj you know when we had the discussion i i totally get the angle and i wouldn't necessarily disagree uh with anybody out there who agrees i just it's it's one of those situations man like he's just he's a super talented guy i remember how excited jason light was to get him uh on the roster and you know, it's always a little bit tricky when you have carryover from a, from a previous regime and all that stuff. But I think that he fits, uh, you know, schematically with what the Buccaneers offense wants to be. I wonder how much of that injury uh, is still kind of there. I wonder how much of, of the rust is still kind of there. Just hasn't been able to get traction with his new staff. I almost wonder if he's just kind of ready for for a change of scenery. Yeah, I, he, he very well could be. And, you know, if, if the Bucs end up retaining O.J. Howard and he turns into what they thought he was going to be, great. But as long as Tom Brady is with the Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski is going to be with the Buccaneers. So OJ's opportunity may not actually come for at least two more years to be the guy. And I don't know if he's going to want to wait that long. NFL players have a short shelf life generally, and he may look to go somewhere where he could say, I learned from Gronk. I can do this stuff. I just wasn't getting the opportunity because I was behind Gronk. Yeah, and we'll see how it all plays out. That's an end-of-year conversation, and Manny, you're 100% right. It could be a new wrinkle that they're saving for the Super Bowl run, and we'll sure. see how how the playoffs go. We've still got, in theory, we've still got like eight, nine weeks of, of, of football left with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so we're not even close to done yet. But we got to talk about this game, James, and finish up our preview of this game. We're talking about players of the game, our impact players, and mine's going to feed right into my key uh, to the Buccaneers winning this. It's, it's CD3. It's Carlton Davis. Uh, he's going to be the guy. They, they're going to match him up against Stephon Diggs. Uh, even if it's Sean Murphy, Bunting, whoever, whoever's covering Stephon Diggs is going to be challenged 
early and often in this game. But I'm looking at Carlton Davis. You know he's got kind of a reputation for drawing flags, and you know the Buffalo Bills are going to know about it. They're going to want to challenge it. I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping the officials let these guys play football. But Carlton Davis has to know they're coming after him because, one, they, they want to see if they can beat him. Two, they know that he has a reputation for drawing penalties. Yeah, there's no question about it. But, you know, Carlton Davis, as I said you know, in that last segment, he's going to get a little bit better each week. So this is going to be a big test. And it's probably going to be the biggest test that he faced for the rest of the season. My player of the game uh, has nothing to do with my key to the game because Evan Klosky stole Leonard Fournette as his player of the game. And uh, I am going to go with Shaquille Barrett, which is going to play into my bold prediction. But we we know how this is going to go. We've talked about it, David, all week long. Josh Allen can make you pay with his legs as well as make you pay with his arm. It's going to be vital for the Buccaneers defense to get that contain on the edges and prevent Josh Allen from scrambling out of the pocket, running for 11 yards on a third and nine to be able to move the sticks and keep drives going. It's going to fall on the shoulders of Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, a little bit of Joe Tryon Shawinka, but Shaq Barrett is the guy that I'm looking to for this because my bold prediction, David, is going to be that the Buccaneers defense comes away with four sacks and the Buffalo Bills will be held to under 30 rushing yards in this game. Shaq Barrett's going to finish with a pair of sacks in this game. Then you're going to get two more elsewhere. The Bucs are going to get to Josh Allen early in this game and set the tone for what's going to happen. Yeah, my bold prediction is that Josh Allen's going to throw three touchdowns in this game. And, and I know Buccaneers fans aren't going to like to hear that, okay? But understand something. They're, just, they're going to throw the ball a lot. And, and again, as much as the officials maybe do or maybe don't let these players play it out uh, as the ball is flying through the air, again, the game is rigged for the offense to have more success than the defense. And you've got some very talented targets. They're going to have opportunities. It's just It's really hard to stop an offense with that many weapons. And I'm not as confident as Bruce Arians is in Jamel Dean playing just because of Ken Concussions are so funny. The Buccaneers favored at home by three and a half points, and I have them winning 34 to 24. So even though Josh Allen, I do believe, is going to throw three touchdowns in this game, I do still have the Buccaneers walking away with a 10-point victory at home. Yeah, I'm not going quite that brash with my score prediction, but I do have the Buccaneers winning, just not covering. I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this one 24 to 21, remain undefeated at home, and really put the Buffalo Bills on the ropes in the AFC playoff race. With that, David, let's get out of here. Thank you to Manny for calling in. Uh, we always appreciate the voicemails. Make sure you are sending in your post-game reactions to 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or first watch every day, free and available on all platforms. But now, make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82 and at Bucks underscore nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.